Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today, we're going to talk about accountability. We are going to talk about self-criticism and how to stop yourself from getting mentally defeated in the market. guys, welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining me. Today we're going to talk a little bit about how to treat yourself as a trader. But first, I want to say a big thank you for all of you guys that have supported me over the years. And if you're new to finding the show or if you haven't done this already, make sure you give me a follow on whatever podcasting app or music streaming app you're listening to this on. And before we get into today's topic on kind of treating yourself and not being too hard on yourself and and stuff like that, um, from a content creation standpoint, I haven't touched on this topic in a lot about kind of the, the business side of creating content and whatnot. I know a lot of you guys tune into this podcast for insights on that as well. It's interesting, um, how, if you set up your content the right way, content can create content, which can create content, right? Today's Trading Coach podcast episode stems from a post that I did on social media earlier in the day. That post was a quote that I did from a what I call a micro piece of content, so like a short two-minute video that I did on Twitter. And that two-minute video that I did on Twitter was from a bigger video that I did on YouTube. So if you're someone that's into content creation, right? One of the the models that I follow is, I think I learned about it from Gary Vee, but it's really creating one long form piece of content and then being able to basically have it reproduce. And for me, my weekly trading video on YouTube is that bigger piece of content. And then it gets broken down into other things. And you know, you never know where it's going to go. It can turn into articles. And today it turns into a podcast episode. So that's kind of cool. Now to the quote, Here's what it said. It said, you can tell a lot about a trader from their habits. If you're someone that ignores mistakes because the end result was profit, then you're not going to last long in trading. You have to be critical of yourself because you're your own boss. So no one else can hold you accountable. And this is the conversation that we always have about trading or entrepreneurship in general. Everything, everyone wants to glorify entrepreneurship and it's fun, it's great. You can do what you want whenever you want. You have complete freedom and control. And that's, um, I know for me at least, that's the reason I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but to have complete freedom and control. Um, but it also comes with responsibility. And the responsibility is that no one's doing checks on you. You have to hold yourself accountable. You have to do checks on yourself um, because it's very easy to slack and, and really because no one's going to stop you. And 
where this comes into trading is that, well, trading, it's interesting, right? Trading is one of those dynamics where, again, you could do everything right and still be wrong. You could do everything wrong and still be right. So you can't really measure your success in trading by wins and losses. And, and even, I guess, longer term, you can measure it in profit and losses. But short term, looking at a, a you know, looking at a very specific, like a day or a individual trade, profit or loss has nothing to do with you being a good or bad trader. Because again, you can easily profit for on a bad trade. You can easily lose money on a good trade. Now, again, bigger picture, I think it all evens itself out. The numbers will, will show themselves. And that's why you see people that are on social media where they have these hot months and then you never hear from them again because they blew their account the next month. Um, so bigger picture kind of works its way out. But in general, when people do these reviews, they tend to only review the bad trades, right? Where if it's a, or not, not, not the bad trades, I take that back, sorry, excuse me. They only tend to review the losing trades, right? So you take a losing trade and all of a sudden you go back to it and you're like, well, why did it lose? Why did it lose? Why did it lose? And you, you do the hindsight trader thing, coulda, shoulda, woulda, blah, 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 like this. If it's a winning trade, right? You tend to ignore it because if it's a winning trade, it was supposed to win. It was supposed to do that. So I don't need to analyze it. And we talked about this in a, uh, a Trader Coffee Break episode with Jason Greystone uh, probably a couple months ago where you have to review all types of trades, right? You have to review your winners to make sure they were good trades and also take notes on, hey, was there anything that I did or anything that I saw on the chart that could have played a role of it winning? Because there, if there is, you want to take, you want to pay attention to that and you want to do more of that in the future. And same thing with your losses. You want to see, is it a good trade that just lost? Was it a bad trade? Did I make any mistakes? Um, if you did notice something, hey, this happened right before that, or this level was uh, right below my target level, I need to pay attention to that. You need to do that so you can future or you can benefit yourself for the future. That's trading as a, a constant evaluation, I guess. And what I said in my caption of the caption that ended up being the quote, I said, if you're not good at holding yourself accountable, which most of us aren't, find someone that will. Think of it as hiring an outside firm to perform an audit on your business, right? So someone that really doesn't have any emotional ties to whether you're good or bad, they're just here to get the job done, kind of binary, black or white. Did you do this the right way or did you not do this the right way? Um, and I got a, a really good comment from a, um, a guy, Ian, who's commented before on, uh, on social media here. And he says, I agree. Um, but what I have also seen with traders, new traders especially, is that they beat themselves up. Beating yourself up to a short-term goal is fine, like passing an exam. But in trading, um, if you are serious, it's for life, so long-term. You, by all means, need to be accountable, but also driving yourself into the ground over the normal fails in learning how to trade is counterproductive. If you trust you are going in the right direction and commit it, then be okay with the mistake and do better, but don't hurt yourself in the process. And I responded saying, very good point. And, and I shared a little bit about my experience and, and how when I first started trading, I you know, I destroyed myself and lost confidence. And he ended up responding. He said, in my learning time, I had to quit being mean to myself. I was getting depressed. I had to learn to celebrate minor wins. I also had to remember what I was doing, what I was fighting for, which was financial freedom. Financial freedom is rare and hard to achieve. I also, at the point, had to throw caution to the wind and go all in on trading. Trading is the toughest thing I ever did. And 
I really like the point about beating yourself up because, you know, the, the idea was talking about, hey, you need to hold yourself accountable. You need to show yourself tough love in a sense, be honest with yourself, call yourself out. But there is a point where that has a negative effect. If you are too hard on yourself and you're you're beating yourself up for maybe things that don't matter or maybe you're beating yourself up over things that matter, but you're doing it too much, that can have a, a negative effect on your path moving forward because you can get depressed, you can become fearful, you can be really put in a mind state where you feel like you can't become successful and, and even worse, you don't deserve to be successful. And I, I've seen that so many times. And what makes that harder about trading is that, you know, in comparison to maybe some other businesses is that in trading, we're typically isolated, right? So in other businesses, right, you have pick me up people or you have, you know, you're surrounding yourself with employees or there's that one guy or girl that always makes you happy. They tell this joke and they're always just good at snapping you out of that bad mood. Traders, it's typically you and a monitor, and that's about it. There, there, there's, there's nothing but the evils in your head, right? The your your own thoughts going back and forth. And what you'll notice is that once your mind state, or if your mind state gets into that dark place where you feel like you don't deserve to be successful, or you start second guessing everything that you're doing, um, that's going to directly impact what you're seeing and what actions you're taking on the chart, which is just going to drive your trading more into the ground. Um, so it's an interesting balance because you do need to be a boss to yourself, right? You do need to be straightforward. Um, but at the same time, you don't need to be harsh. I think you need to give positive feedback um, and helpful criticism. And what I mean by that is um, you know, I, I did the whole Tony Robbins thing when I was younger. Um, so about, you know, I'm, I was again, I went through a period where I was really negative. Again, I, I'm, I'm I used to be a pessimist by nature, I would say. Um, I'm also someone that was really, really, really hard on myself because, I, again, I, I come from a locker room of sports type atmosphere. So I'm used to coaches yelling at me. I'm used to like, come on, Akil, you got to you got to win it for the team. You can't make the mistake. I'm used to kind of putting everything on my back. Um even if it's stuff that should go on others' backs. And at the same time, I'm also someone that achieves success in life just by outworking everyone, right? I don't, I don't think I'm particularly more talented than anybody in anything. Um, I think my greatest talent is my ability to have an endless motor, meaning that I'm going to outwork you. And, you know, if, it, if we're playing sports, I'm just going to outwork you on the court. If, if we're doing, if we're working, um, I, I, working for a, a job, I did this in one of my internships where I got hired right after, but declined because I was following my dream of trading. And the reason I got the job, I said, I, I asked the guy, I said, Hey, how come you wanted to hire me? Um, what skill particularly stood out? He's like, well, none really. I'm like, well, great, here we go. I was like, but you just worked harder than everyone else. You 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 never stopped. You did all the things that you were supposed to do, and I didn't have to ask him. And that's you know, I thought trading would be the same way, and it wasn't. And when I found out that it it, it took more than hard work to be successful at trading, um, and I wasn't necessarily doing the other things that it took to be successful. I started beating myself up pretty bad and I lost all confidence. It wasn't for me. I would never be successful. I didn't have this fancy degree. I wasn't on Wall Street. I don't come from a family with a lot of money. Like any excuse you can think of not to be successful, I was telling myself. And my results um, were impacted and, and, and just my ability to do anything on the charts was impacted because of that. And 
when I went back and, and started reading some Tony Robbins stuff and started really changing the way, and it wasn't just Tony Robbins, it was a whole bunch of other books as well, but I, I, I purposely, deliberately, I should say, um, went about changing um, my neural pathways in my brain and, and how I thought about things and how I talked to myself. Um, I started deciding that, hey, we're going we're gonna to do the, positive, the positivity sandwich, right? It's a coaching technique where you're going to say something positive that you did, you're going to throw that critique in the middle. I don't even like calling it a negative. You're going to throw that critique in the middle, and then you're going to put something negative at the end. So you're going to say, hey, Akil, you did a good job of executing the trade when you were supposed to. However, you did exit targets prematurely when you started to get a little bit fearful because of that big bearish candle. But price action ended up hitting the location that you thought it would hit, so ultimately, you did a good job at projecting a key price level, right? You see how you see how that goes, right? I start off with a positive. Hey, I entered the trade, right? Because in 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 past podcasts, we talked about grading your trades. And in, in fact, I, I wish I had my thing up right now. I would tell you what episode it was. But go through the the archives. You can see about grading your trades, right? You grade your trades on your performance and not the performance like the result, but your performance of how you did while the trade was in, in, in progress, right? Did you, your analysis, your execution, your stop placement, your target placement, all that fun stuff. And unless you're really bad, typically you're not gonna have kind of red X's or, or F grades across them all. There's gonna be like, hey, I did this good, but I did that good. So when you evaluate your trades, again, I, I would I would purposely look for the good, right? Because there's, there's no point in just drowning in a negative. That's not going to push me forward. So I executed well. I didn't punk out. I wasn't fearful. I didn't exit too early. I didn't exit too late. Akil, you did a great job at entering, excuse me, I think I said exiting, but entering when you were supposed to enter. Boom. Now, find that critique, find that thing you need to work on, but you didn't exit well, right? You were supposed to exit here, but you got scared. Always important to understand how you feel right? Attach those emotions, those feelings to the mistake. That's the only way you're going to solve them. Just saying the mistake is one thing, right? Oh yeah, I, I took my targets early. That's the mistake, right? It doesn't really help anything, right? But if I understand why, now I can start understanding those triggers. I can start establishing solutions for when I feel myself entering that, that situation. Um, but then I finish it up with a positive, right? Because I don't want to drown in a negative. I finish it up with a positive. I say, but you know what? If you didn't exit early, price actually did what you thought it was gonna do. So you did a really good job of making a projection on where targets were likely to go. Um, so two positives, one negative. And that way you're still giving yourself criticism. You're still finding something that needs to be fixed, but you're also acknowledging the fact that you did do some good. And that's typically what trading is. Usually we're not all bad, right? Usually, and I would even say this in general, most traders are pretty good. It's just one or two dumb things or mistakes that we're making that bury us and that's how the market is the market you know the market doesn't allow us we have to be almost perfect we have to be perfect in, in, our, in our execution if we want to be successful um and the market's just looking for that one thing to kind of trip you up so yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm glad ian I'm, I'm glad you wrote this comment because I, I think that's that's pretty important and I, I just think about traders that i talk to on a regular basis and, and how many are depressed and defeated um, and feel like there's no hope. And, and I always just say, hey, you know, find an accountability partners, find someone that's going to, you know, not only kind of hold you accountable, but someone that's going to morally boost you up. And I, and I do think that is important to find a group of traders, like minded individuals, hopefully that are going to, you know, 
give you critique, but also kind of give you encouragement and motivation and empowerment. But it's also important that you understand how to do it yourself because you're not going to be around these people all the time. Some of you are in situations where maybe you can't even find those type of people. Or, you know, I've gotten comments before where it's like, hey, I've searched over the internet, Akil, and I, I aside from you and Jason Greystone, I, I can't find anyone else that's willing to be that. So you guys are that for me. Um, so it's important to be able to do it yourself. And, and hopefully what we talked about today give you some tools where you can be that for yourself going forward. guys enjoyed the episode if you are looking for some more accountability here's what i recommend you do head over to www.tier1trading.com click the 14-day risk-free trial membership hop on the platform jump into the community chat talk to reach out to traders form those bonds get all the free content and the training and live rooms all the software stuff we give away as well but start establishing those relationships and even if you're not going to stay past the 14 days now you have a tribe of traders that you can reach out to and it can help to hold you accountable